It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Congressman Albio Ceres is the... A senior member of the House Transportation Infrastructure Committee. He's a senior member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He chairs the subcommittee on the Western Hemisphere. Congressman, how are you? How are you, David? How's everything? Uh, everything is good. Everything's good. Thank you for for joining me. The first thing I want to talk to you about. And I know this is this is an issue that is that that, that is you know tugs at your heart all the time. You you came to the United States from Cuba. I think you were nine years old. And I was eleven. Eleven. Okay, so I was close. I was close, but but you you know you've this is this is an important issue for you. And and yesterday, Raúl Castro said he would step down as head of Cuba's Communist Party. What is what does this mean for Cuba? Well, Dave, you know, obviously this is close to my, to me, you know, because of what my family went through, and. Uh, what the people in Cuba are going through. I don't know if it means much because I think that they're going to put somebody in his place that will probably try to carry out the same uh, failed economy that they have tried to put up for the last 60 years. And the people of Cuba are suffering not only economically, but they're suffering from freedom of expression. And in the last few months, they have cracked down on uh, even the artists on the island, putting people in jail. And, uh, you know, human rights abuses continue for the last 60 years in Cuba. And it will continue no matter whether Raul Castro is there or not. And he's going to step down, but he'll be on the sidelines uh, pulling the strings. So what happens? I mean, you as from your perch as chairman of the Western Hemisphere Subcommittee, uh, you have you have a lot of say over U.S., uh, foreign policy as it relates to Cuba. What what happens now? What what well, do you well, we, or what do you hope to happen? To push, what we try to push for is funding for um, for the development of, of uh, democracy in Cuba. We do have funding for groups in Cuba that uh, promote democracy and freedom of speech, and uh, so we do uh, we do a lot of that. Obviously, bring attention to the abuses. That the human rights abuses that the Castro regime has imposed on the Cuban people. Uh, we try to bring attention through the European Union saying, look, this is what's happening in Cuba. You people should join in and stop these abuses. And where you obviously I go around uh, in the Western Hemisphere pointing out that Cuba has did a dismal failure for 60 years and the only way they can sustain power is by abusing the people of Cuba. And there was other big news this week uh, as it relates to, to your community uh, committee. Uh, President Biden said that he wants U.S. troops out of Afghanistan by September 11th. Uh, uh, you know, I've I've read that, that some people at the Department of Defense think that's a little quick. What, what do you think? Is that the right move? Well, I, you know, after 20 years, I think uh, somebody had to put the plug on this. You know, it costs a great deal of money, and not just in capital, but in human lives over the last 20 years. And we don't seem to get, we get a, take one step forward and then a step backwards. And I think we have had, what, four or five presidents now? 
And I think President Biden has made the right decision to step away from Afghanistan, but keep an eye on Afghanistan and see the Taliban. Apparently, there's a deal that says that uh, Qaeda is not going to be able to be part of Afghanistan in the future. So we just have to see and monitor that situation very closely. But I'm concerned about the withdrawal of the troops. It has to be done uh, intelligently. It can't be one of these things where we expose our troops to, um, to shooting or killing of our troops. And let me shift. Let me shift back to, to domestic policy from your your approach. You're a senior member of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, and and you have been pushing for s- solutions to to get across the Hudson River. For I mean, as as long as I've known you, you've been you've been advocating for for better ways to uh, move people from New Jersey to New York and from New York to New Jersey. What's what's the status of the Gateway Tunnel right now? Well, finally, I'm very optimistic. We had the Secretary of Transportation, Buttigieg, on, uh, before our committee. Uh, obviously, I raised the issue about the importance of the Gateway, uh, Gateway Tunnel. And he, he feels that this is one of those uh, projects that are going to move forward. And the president is behind it. So uh, th- that was very encouraging to have the Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of Transportation, talk in the same terms that we were talking. You know, people have to realize that 20% of the GDP of this country comes through this area where this tunnel goes through, this uh, Eastern Corridor. And the states that are impacted are all sending states. In other words, we send money to Washington. So it's about time that we get our fair share of money to build this tunnel that the tunnels that we have there are 100 years old, and they have been um, deteriorating after Sandy because the salt got into the tunnel and is eating away at the cement. And if one of these tunnels goes, it's going to be chaos, and this country is going to lose a lot, a lot of money in terms of uh, GDP. So Governor Murphy has said he thinks there's a possibility of a groundbreaking uh, before the end of this year. Is is that do you do you agree with him? Hey, I'll be the first one there with the shovel if that <laughs> happens. <laughs> I mean, I've been pushing for this. I even pushed the uh, the Secretary of Transportation on the Portal Bridge. I actually invited him to come to the bridge and see how the. The rail lines don't line up properly, and how they used to use a sl- they have to use a sledgehammer to line them up properly. And I said, "Look, Mr. Secretary, I'm going to give you a sledgehammer so you can come and see what we're talking about." He said he'll come, but he's not going to use the sledgehammer. Well, I'll tell you, if, if if I were the secretary, when a when a Hudson County politician is standing there with a <laughs> shovel, I would be uh, <laughs> I'd be very serious with, about with it. With a sledgehammer. No, but it was very positive. I think the uh, the Porter Bridge is going to get you know going to get done soon, and I think that the uh, the Gateway Tunnel because it is such an important uh, part of the economy of this country that is going to get get, get started. And you think? Cannot, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we cannot afford to lose one of those tunnels, and, and you know it, it's just impossible. It's just you know. This area will be our man. You know, we have to remember we have 
the the uh, the ports in this area. And David, the ports generate about two hundred and fifty thousand jobs in this area in the region, and eighty percent, you know, of the region, eighty uh, percent of the merchandise that goes through the ports stays in the region, and a lot of kids move, you know, and, and people have to go into New York, and, and from there to the other parts. So th- this area is just alive with economic uh, activity. And do you think with with the president of the United States saying let's move forward on this project, are we really talking about – we're not talking about if this project happens. Are we really now when it's going to happen? I think I agree with you there, yes. We have to remember we have all the members of the delegation are behind it, including obviously the two senators are pushing. And we have uh, three people in the – Transportation Committee, Don Payne, um, Tom Lonaski, and myself. And we're, all three of us are pushing for this uh, the tunnel. And, and obviously, there are going to be uh, big projects down the line. And we're going to be right there in first place. And that's to have New Jersey presence on that committee. I mean, I, I know, but, but that, is, that is hugely important to moving a project forward, isn't it? Yes, very important because obviously funding goes through that, through that committee for transportation. And when you have as many people as we have on that committee pushing for the same project, it certainly has an impact on the chairman. I'm speaking with Congressman Albio Sirius of New Jersey. Congressman, I mean, you've been, you've seen it all at this point. You were mayor of West New York. You were the assembly speaker. You've been in Congress since, since 2006. Uh, Tell me about the governor's race. What's your what's your impression of Phil Murphy, and and should he be reelected? Well, I certainly feel that he should be reelected. Obviously, you know he has dealt well with COVID. This COVID has destroyed many of the state's economy. I think he's done an awesome job in trying to manage the situation here in New Jersey, and I think we're finally coming out of it little by little. And I think you're going to see more and more economic activity in the state that suffered through the through the COVID. And, you know, we, we, we keep vaccinating people. It's not easy. It hasn't been easy. You know, we were ready, but there was no there were no vaccines at one time. So I certainly going to I'm going to certainly support them. And, and Senator Menendez, I saw, you know, he, he didn't hesitate to say Hudson County needs more vaccines. Uh, and the well, state, the state adjusted its policy. Are you, are you satisfied now with, with the supply the state's giving to, to your constituents in the 8th district? Yes. Well, I, I also said the same thing. I, I made a you did. You did. The governor's office, uh, regarding that. And now we're, we're moving on our way. I mean, they have a super site now in, uh, in West New York, at Memorial High School, where on Saturday they vaccinated over 2,000 people, thanks to uh, Holy Name and, and, and some of the vaccines that we have. So they're moving along. You know, thousands of people are getting vaccinated now. And uh, what are you hearing from your constituents? Are your constituents starting to feel a little, uh, a little like life is going to begin to normal? Or are they? Are, what, are, what are they saying to you? Well. First of all, they're getting—they're happy that they're getting the vaccine. 
they feel that's the first step to getting back to normalcy. Secondly, obviously, you know, they, they, they need to, they've been needing some help, and we've been doing that because you know, I don't come from a very wealthy district. So we've been making sure that the food pantries are filled, that, that they get their unemployment check, that they get the money that is coming from the care act, you know, and so forth. So we've been getting, my office has been very active with that. Okay. Congressman Albio Sirius, always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for coming on the New Jersey Gold Power Hour.